Hey everybody, sorry we got this podcast out to you a little late, however we'll be bringing you back-to-back podcasts, and with this episode today we decided to bring on a guest, and we're very excited to have him. Also, we have decided to change our names to Inglorious Podcasters, so don't delete this podcast if you see a new logo appear. This is still a $100 production, however we just wanted to change our name to be a little bit more recognizable, and with that, enjoy the pod. productions except this time we're going to be changing our name yes that's right we're rebranding a little bit uh me and sam talked about it we're going to change the name to inglorious podcasters uh so if you see this if you see on your phone a different podcast don't delete it it's still us we're just renaming the podcast and uh to celebrate that we got uh someone on today from the outlaw country podcast we got ben chalupka my brother sam's roommate and he's here to join us today. What's up, Ben? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm a co-host of the Outlaw Country Podcast, where we talk about real country music and real good, real good country music. We don't talk about any of that pop country music. Well, that's good that you say that because we're so, funny enough. We're reviewing uh, a country music movie today. You, you dropped in at the perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, we might as well get into movie reviews. Unless, what, what are you guys watching? You watch anything new recently? Uh, well, obviously, saw Tenet. Uh, seen it twice, actually. Hell yeah! I know um, he's got back from my. Yeah, and then here, but I've been I've been finally got around to finishing Yellowstone. It's one of my favorite shows. You got around to finishing Yellowstone? Yeah. Yeah, that's Taylor Sheridan. We tweeted at you the other day about that. He's a shit. So Sam, you saw Tenet then. I saw it twice and then saw a significantly worse movie, Project Power, uh, on Netflix. But, hey, you know what? It, it was just so good to go to a movie theater and see uh, a new movie, uh, finally. And yeah, especially have, from my uh, favorite director. We're going to have a – we're going to turn around right after this episode within a couple of days and drop our tenant review Um so we're going to go ahead, go ahead and do that. And that alone could be like a 45 minute conversation just about the movie. So I'm pumped for it. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get into the news. Um, if you couldn't tell by the uh, opening uh, intro, uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away. Um, I believe it was last uh, Saturday or Sunday? I, I Saturday unsure which night. Saturday night it was. Okay, yeah, last Saturday he passed away. He had uh, he had cancer and hit it from basically everybody, and was still making movies while he had cancer, which is very impressive to do. Back in he got it back in 2016 and was still making films like um, Black Panther and the Avengers movies. So this this really like you know, was a big loss for everyone in America, it seems like, because now they're really trying to get, get a statue put up in his hometown, which I think would be really beneficial. I know, Ben, you saw the Black Panther movie too, so, and he was also in 42 as well. I don't know if you saw that one. 
Yeah, I'm not as big as a movie guy as you guys, so I I guess I didn't. This is gonna sound bad. I kind of didn't. I, I hadn't seen Forty Two in so long, so I kind of forgot he was in there. And I thought it was a uh, another guy who played for uh, Jackie Robinson. In the movie was uh, the guy who played Ernie Davis in The Express. I don't know why. Yeah. But, yeah, well, know. he is also in the Chadwick Boseman is in the Express. He's not the main character, but he is. Is he? Yeah, he plays he uh, Floyd, Floyd Little. Yeah, he's oh, the at one the, at the in. end of the movie. Yeah. So okay, that's the next that. big running back. Yeah, so he he's in that. He was in Forty Two, and then of course he was in other films like Twenty One Bridges, Get On Up, and then of course the Marvel films. And it just I don't know. It just seemed like a different vibe when when he passed away. I mean, it just, everyone was super, super upset about it. It, 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 it almost reminded me of like when Kobe had died earlier this year, just all of America kind of just stopped. It was just really, really sad. Did he have it during black Panther? Did he have the cancer? Yeah. Yeah. And he was, was still, crazy filming. he was able to get that jacked. Like he was built in that movie. Mm-hmm. He had cancer. That was pretty crazy. Well, yeah. And you know, I think, especially, you know, the last few years, he's, he's been like so particular with his projects and the fact that like one of his last movies, I think it's his, well, the last movie before he passed on was, uh, the five bloods. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Which I think if, if you've seen the ending of that movie, it's, it's, it's like almost like poetic in, in a way just the way it ends and uh you know he he was just so talented and the fact that like no one knew that he was going through this like it developed into stage four cancer like and the fact that you know even the director of black panther ryan coogler had no idea so really i didn't know that he didn't have any idea about it yeah like just the strength that he had and how many people uh, he's like inspired? Uh, you've seen so many posts about it. It, it. it honestly, like, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. It was like you said, very similar to when uh, Kobe died, and um, yeah, just you know, gone too soon. But I think he he made a, about as big of an impact you could have as an actor. I think, especially for how young he was, what, what he did with just a few projects was so significant, I think. And the lasting legacy that he's going to leave behind. Yeah. Yeah. With how he didn't let anyone know about this, he still powered through the films and then to go out with the five bloods from a master director, like Spike Lee, that's, that's huge. That's huge for him. He's made such an impact. Like I saw videos of, have you ever seen that gif of that uh, little kid dancing on the chair yeah, wow. yeah, that yeah, that was that's, like their reaction to getting tickets to, to see Black Panther. Panther, right? Yeah, that's the impact that he had on everybody, and I think that's so yeah. that's so cool. I just I even tweeted about this. I think that more studios should take note of the impact that he's leaving, and mm-hmm. it just shows that that's what good art can do. And yeah, exactly. that we don't want I we don't we don't need movies that are just shot out and just thrown up on screen. Like a Jack and Jill, like a Jack and Jill film, we want like actual good good movies like this, like what Chadwick Boseman did. Yeah, and the the projects that he did were just so so unique, and I I think he knew, like he he played some historical figures uh, that were very important, uh, especially in uh, African American history. Obviously, uh, Jackie Robinson, uh, he's in Get On Up as well uh another uh music biopic um the five bloods again sends a strong message and you know being the first uh black superhero uh movie lead uh in the marvel cinematic universe that's a huge deal and you know yeah i mean i I thought he was just such a, a great actor and i was i was very sad when uh I heard the news. Yeah. I think I know you were talking to me and you're nervous that Marvel's gonna get greedy and recast him. I I I hope they 
don't, at least for a while, because I feel like that'd be pretty disrespectful. I, I don't. Do. I don't think they they will do that. I mean, they 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 gave a pretty heartwarming like video on Twitter about him, and it's really impacted. Like before, I saw Tenet today. They had like a in memoriam for him, like in their like little newbie section, uh, like at AMC where you go before the move when you get there early for the movies. So like I don't know. I think if Marvel did decide to do this. Everyone would everyone would be up in arms and they'd be pissed off to a point where Marvel would have to say no, we're not going to do this. I, I just don't mm-hmm. see it happening. Yeah, and I think that's the right move. Um, yeah, that's like I think that should be the least of their concerns right now. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, Chadwick Boseman, he will be missed. He was definitely in some great films. Um, speaking of of great films, um, this makes a good segue into. The first Dune trailer uh, that we got, this is directed by Denis Villeneuve. Ben, you've seen a few Denis Villeneuve films, Prisoners and oh, Sicario yeah. are, are two of them that you have, that you really enjoy. And I know Sam really enjoys both of those too. Well, he's coming out with a new movie based off a novel and then, or well, based off a film that's based off a novel. And I got to say the first like little teaser it, it was pretty good. I, I won't lie. It was really, really good. It, it showed Timothy Chalamet sticking his hand into a box. And then we just got a bunch of images of, of what the film is going to be about. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for this. And the new trailer drops September 9th, yep. which is three days away from now. And I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. So for me, like, it's pretty crazy because I feel like we're getting two like action movie epics from arguably two of the best directors in the game right now in the same year. Uh, obviously Tenet just came out and then, you know, Dune, Dune looks absolutely massive, just the scale of the movie. And yeah, I mean, it, it was just a teaser trailer, but um, I think it definitely, it, it got me hyped up. Uh, Hans Zimmer's score uh, sounded really good. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've liked all of his movies so far, so yeah. I have really high expectations uh, with this one. Yeah, I definitely agree. Ben, do you have any thoughts? I know you didn't see the trailer, but it's Denis Villeneuve. He's probably the best director right now. And I, I know you like Sicario. And I know you like Prisoners. I like Prisoners. That's one of my favorite movies. Uh, that movie was just scary as hell with how realistic it was, I thought. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I had to see it by this guy. <laughs> All right, well, September 9th, be on the lookout because it'll be dropping that trailer, and it looks sweet. It's like a futuristic space film. I actually don't know what it's about. All I know is that David Lynch directed it in 1984, I believe it was. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll, it's basically a rehash of that. And well, and this movie is supposed to... This movie is supposed to be uh, two parts. Yes, yes, that's another thing. It's going to be two different films. I think that's a good thing because I know if Denis, I've heard rumors that like Denis said, if if I'm going to do this film, I need to have, I need to make it into two movies because I can't, I cannot cram everything into one film, which is great. I'm I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. Yeah. Yeah, and I just got the book a few few uh, weeks ago, so I want to really? at least try this. It? It's not too long. I think it was like some like three hundred pages oh, okay. only. Too bad. Um, For some reason, I thought I heard yeah. it was like five hundred. I don't think so. Um, I honestly haven't looked yet. So uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, this, uh, we'll be moving on now. Uh, this is some uh, kind of big news. I don't know if you guys watched The Boys, but that's now streaming on Amazon Prime. I don't know, Sam, have you started The Boys yet? I have not, no. I highly recommend the both of you watch it. It's very, very good. Very fun show. It's superheroes, which I know Ben doesn't really like, but it's actually, it's really good. It shows the, uh, the dark like side of it. What? Isn't it like kick-ass? Um, it's not as funny, but it's like if superheroes, if like, if Superman was like real, he would be probably a bad guy because he would be, he would rule the earth because he has so much power. That's basically what this show is about. 
like if the superheroes were kind of corrupt and stuff. It's it's really good. That first season left you on such a cliffhanger. I haven't started it yet, so I'm pumped to start it back up. So I think you guys should definitely, definitely give it a watch. Well, for me, like I, I like to start uh, TV shows a little later so that I can binge it a little bit. Because um, I, 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 I don't like uh, anticipation sometimes uh, with TV shows because, you know, you could like – I do honestly. I'm so glad that I did not. I was not one of the people that like started Game of Thrones like the first episode, you know, when it first came out, because I would have been so disappointed at the end. Uh, like I, I started it like two weeks before, you know, the final season. So uh, oh, yeah, Ben I, remembers that. Yeah, yeah, and that was, and I don't know. I, I just like that method more. I watched Breaking Bad after. Uh, obviously, the, their season uh, finale. Wait, and, you, uh, you watch Breaking Bad? Yeah, yeah. Wait, well, how far are you into it? Th- this summer. I finished it. You did? You never told me you even started it. I thought I did. Dude, that show's amazing. That's like that's my favorite show. Wait, Sam, what's the also, I know you also liked, uh, you binged The Ranch. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, uh, wait, is he joking? Do you like The Ranch? I mean, I binged it, but it's it's. I, I'm gonna say I mean, hard pass on the ranch. I saw two episodes. It's like know, this. Like the show's not for me. It's like they packaged up a show from Branson and put it on Netflix with their kind of humor. <laughs> it's like a mix of that '70s show and a corny country show from Branson, and they just threw it at you on Netflix. It the last season of the ranch might be one of the worst seasons I've ever seen um, of any show. Like it makes like the game of Thrones last season look like, you know, Sam, two, were, 2001, a space Odyssey, like, like Sam, makes it look so, like. You were so like, sure they were going to bring Rooster back. I'm like, dude, they're not bringing him back. He like raped like four women. They're not bringing him back. No, that was Jaden. Oh, okay. I was no, I, I I figured they weren't going to. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna say the the ranch hard pass for me. Another show that was a hard pass is Bless This Mess, which, oh, which is which is right here in Nebraska, baby. That's well, the, yeah. Nebraska all of a sudden was a desert. I guess I, I don't know how that happened. So. What about the slap? Oh what? my god, that NBC show. Hey, wait. Speaking of going back to the. Uh, to Nebraska really fast on my tweet I have over 250 likes that people think that I committed to Nebraska and I just had to throw that out there I have 257 likes on that and people think that I committed to Nebraska today and I don't know it was just I don't know I don't know how people could believe that with my profile picture but <laughs> anyways all right back to wait. back to news wait what Ben the ranch they really pissed me off when they had Thomas Red on that show. They pissed <laughs> me off. That dude sucks. And he's they like, oh, he's country. Let's bring him on. He's a wannabe Bruno Mars that couldn't make it on on pop music, so he's using his daddy's name to get famous. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Tell us how you really feel, Ben. All right, let's keep uh, moving. All right, <laughs> all right. So for the next bit of news, uh, Robert Pattinson got COVID-19 and halted the production of the new Batman film. Uh, our king has COVID-19 right now, so throw all your money at Tenet while you can, and then throw all your money at the new Batman film while you can. But but he, I heard Matt Reeves said he's still filming, or he's still working on the on the Batman film. He's just shooting stuff that does not have Robert Pattinson in it. Mm. So he's still working on it, which is mm. actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Robert Pattinson. I've his last few films I have been like just outstanding choices and he's a really good actor. I honestly forgot that that guy was in Harry Potter. I had no idea. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Robert Pattinson was in Harry Potter? You mean Twilight? Yeah. He was in Twilight. I know that. He was that, in that, Harry Potter? Yeah. Shoot, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I, well, I haven't seen Harry Potter, so I wouldn't know. 
That's like a series that I'll probably. Are you team Edward or team Jacob, Sam? I don't care. All right, yeah. Good answer. I've never, I've never seen him. Yeah, and I, I don't probably know. never will. Probably never he's, will. He's he even hates the Twilight films. He's trying to get so far away from that. He's him and Kristen Stewart are both great actors and actresses. I they they really have come like a long way since Twilight. I think they're both really good. Like Kristen Stewart has been in some good stuff, except for Charlie's Angels. But everything else that she's been in has been pretty good. While I didn't like Personal Shopper, that she was really good in it. And then Robert Pattinson was great in like Lost City of Z, Good Time, Tenet. Mm-hmm. He was really good in Tenet. Really good in Tenet. Yeah. That's that's for another podcast. The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse, yeah. He that's actually probably his best role is the Lighthouse. So I can't believe did did he and Defoe not get nominated? Neither of them got nominated. The only thing That's in that movie so that got ridiculous. nominated was cinematography. Well, Directing didn't get nominated. Acting didn't get nominated. Nothing got nominated. Honestly, if 1917 hadn't come out, uh, The Lighthouse probably would have won cinematography. It, it probably would have. But, you know, the one-shot movie, it's hard to not give it to the GOAT, Roger Deakins. Yeah, the, the dude Deacons is just unreal. I I don't know what next project he's gonna be on. I wonder if he's shooting uh, Dune. If he's the because he's he's worked with uh, Denis Villeneuve. I don't think he is. Let me look that up really fast. Because he did Prisoners, he did Sicario, and I know for sure he did Blade Runner. Which the fact that he yes, did not he win. Did. Wait, did he win for Blade Runner? It's it's Blade Greg Runner? Fraser is the cinematographer. He did Rogue One, Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, he did okay. The Mandalorian, Vice, Lion, Foxcatcher, okay. Killing okay. Him Softly. Yeah, he's done some pretty good good projects. And I mean, it looked good. The Dune trailer like looked really good. Oh yeah, yeah. I and I'm God. I can't wait for September 9th. I cannot wait for that trailer to drop. Did Did Deacons win for Blade Runner? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, that was his first ever Oscar. That That's like that cinematography is immaculate. It's like, perfect. It, yeah, oh, it definitely is. But like he he also did um, cinematography for the assassination of Jesse James by the yes. coward Robert Ford. And that cinematography is so good in that film. I mm-hmm. don't know what beat it out that year, but I was could not believe that that lost. He's been in so many other great. I want to say it was like There Will Be Blood or something. Okay. Something right, well, like that. Yeah, I, maybe. I oh, think. maybe it was No Country for Old Men, was it? Probably one of those two. It's crazy. But another <laughs> off-topic thing, but you know, like, uh, no Country for Old Men and uh, There Will Be Blood. They like shot like in this basically the same location. They're like just like oh, fifty wow. miles apart. Shoot, Some, something like that. That is pretty wild. All right, we got pretty far from that. Uh, Robert Pattinson getting COVID nineteen. <laughs> but next next bit of news we got. Um, this is uh, so today was today Mission Impossible dropped an image. They uh, started production for their new Mission Impossible 7 film. And I don't know if you saw the picture, Sam, but it was basically a I, giant ramp in like the I mountains. I sent you the picture. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So it was basically a giant ramp in the mountains. And I can only imagine what they're going to be doing with that. Um, so far, Mission Impossible is not disappointed to this point, And I really don't think they, they can disappoint anything tom cruise has been in lately has been good except for the mummy and i think that this 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 will be another really good one it'll be hard to top uh fallout but they can definitely make a good a a film that's almost as good as like rogue nation or ghost protocol yeah yeah and uh christopher mccrory coming back to direct i mean we've said before uh here on the pod but i think he's really really good yeah, he really knows how to uh, direct action. And specifically, he knows how to direct Mission Impossible action, which is a little bit different. You know, you have to be able to to get everything in a wide shot and then uh, get these crazy stunts that Tom Cruise is doing. Uh, the ramp looked epic. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, 
Mission Impossible Fallout is one of my favorite movies of the past decade. And uh, yeah, really? I, okay. I can't wait. By the way, right, yeah. I just looked it up. I was right. There Will Be Blood did win for cinematography that year. Roger Deakins oh, got nominated twice that year. For what for, other film was it? For was No it's... Country of Old Men and uh, Assassination of... Uh, wow, really? I didn't, yeah. I didn't think he did No Country for Old Men, which the cinematography looks really good in that film, too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's that's pretty impressive. All right. Well, um, do we have any? Oh, uh, I know Ben. You kind of wanted to talk about Yellowstone, but we kind of already got into that. Unless you have more to say. No, I just finally got around to watching the season finale this weekend because I haven't been able to watch it down here in college, and the it was pretty slow and toward until the last for the season finale. It was pretty slow until the last ten minutes, like shit hit the fan and it was crazy and so i'm looking forward to season four if you know who rip is r.i.p in the show it's his name rip he is gonna beat some dude's asses it's gonna be awesome and then i like it the show a lot because taylor sheridan he he adds like to the music in all of his movies and shows are a lot of guys that i listen to like Tyler Childers, Coulter Wall, Whiskey Myers, Cody Jinx. So I really like that. You like seeing uh, Hell or High Water or uh, Wind River or Yellowstone. The music in there is just phenomenal. It's real country music. So that's what got me kind of following Taylor Sheridan. No Thomas Rhett? No. No. What about Luke Bryan? No, these, these songs actually have fiddle and steel guitar in it. And it's good. Okay, so that is that. That's that's the reason why you watch it. Well, the the plot's really good. It's about like you're not familiar with it. It's like the it's John Dutton owns the largest ranch in Montana, and then the Native Americans are after his land because they want it. They want to build like some casinos. There's businesses that want to get uh, eminent domain on his land so they can build more houses and stuff and. Yeah, he's and John Dutton's kind of got it in with the governor, so he kind of plays by his rules, and it's it's damn good. Yeah, the when I was uh, seeing Tenet today, there was a um, a, tr- a trailer for a, a new uh, Kevin Costner film that I thought you probably would want to see. It's it's called Let Him Go, and it's about this 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 these grandparents who's who's grandson is basically still in like the care of so their their grand their their son died but uh his wit his widow still has their grandson the the new husband that she found is very abusive so they got to try and get their grandson out of the relationship and it, it seems like a really interesting movie I, I thought taylor sheridan wrote it because it's very very much like a neo-western so i, I really thought taylor sheridan wrote it but it didn't in the end credits it didn't say that he did so but that's something that i'm definitely looking out for it looks like a, a really great film so if you're looking for a good trailer to watch look up let him go which is something i saw right before 10 it was really good so the only complaint i have with yellowstone right now is at this point it seems like they're just creating bad guys now it's like one dies and then another one moves in i don't know how much longer this show can go with him fighting these guys off from his land but I don't know this because he said, I mean, I think Kevin Costner said in an interview, this show's already shooting for season four. I think he he could, Taylor Sheridan said he could potentially go for five or six, for seasons five and six, if you go tell. Well, he, uh, I was listening to an interview um, of one of the actors on Yellowstone. I, I couldn't tell you, it was on a lights, camera, bar stool interview. And he was talking about Taylor Sheridan knows exactly how it's going to end. Um, he knows exactly what he, he's got everything set in place. Um, it's just a matter of getting there. So he he knows exactly what he's going to do from start to finish, which I really admire because he knows what he's doing when he's writing and directing films like Wind River, Hell or High Water, and Sicario. He does a damn good job at writing films. So I really the admire first, him. The first episode of season one is like an hour and a half. And that 
really good. It does not end. You, there's the, how it ends. You just don't see it coming the first episode, and that's kind of what gets you locked in. Mm. All right. Well, but yeah, it's kind of hard. To, it's kind of hard to find. Like if you're not watching it on TV, I just bought it off Amazon because I. It's just I don't know. I, I feel like it's not on any streaming services like Hulu or anything like that. Mm. yeah i i've i've looked myself and i couldn't find anything so yeah i I believe it's on showtime like their 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 app which you have to pay to get so yeah it kind of whiskey myers is in is in the scene so that's really cool ryan bingham who's a country artist he he plays a character in the show so have you had have you have any of the artists from that show on your show no that's a bucket list thing Oh, it is. Um, yeah, no, not yet. He, he's got a lot of good guys. He's got Sturgill. He plays. He's like plays a lot of Sturgill Simpson, especially in the season finale. I'm pretty sure he's got a song. Which which album from Sturgill is it? I don't know. But earlier in the season, they were talking. This girl who dates one of the ranch hands was in the car, and she's talking like incessantly, and she's annoying the driver. And she goes, "If you were on a desert island, what song would you want to hear?" It played 24 hours a day, and she goes, I would choose Turtles All the Way Down by Sturgill Simpson. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's most, a great song. Most people don't know who these artists are, and he's playing more country music than country music radio allows. So it's really cool. Yeah, what Taylor Sheridan does that I admire is he's kind of got a niche, and he sticks to it, neo-westerns and country music, and he sticks to it, and he, he knows how to make a good TV show and, and or film. through. Yeah, that. if you... If, if you were to log on my, my podcast, like Twitter, and every Sunday, it was like all the country artists I follow, Yellowstone's on. Like, they just love it. And like Cody Jinx and those guys, they're sharing the playlist from Yellowstone. Like, tune in tonight. Like, my song's on Yellowstone. Like, that's really cool. And, the, and even though we were kind of bagging on the ranch, the ranch kind of did that a little bit. They would they had Cody Jinx and stuff like that in there. So that's kind of cool to shine a light on those independent artists yeah but i'm sure yellowstone has probably produced a lot better than the ranch you know, the, was. House, the house that that a uh, yellowstone shot at and the whole ranch and stuff you can actually rent a night and stay there oh that's pretty cool what about the house on the ranch uh the bar the bar in the ranch uh, midland shot their music video in that bar or like oh, the really? set not it's not really a real bar, but like the set. Yeah, they shot the Lonely's music video on there. All right. Well, should we get into the Walk the Line review? Yes, sir. All right. So, Walk the Line, directed by James Mangold, came out in 2005. Stars Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. And going off the IMDb synopsis, a chronicle of country music legend Johnny Cash's life. From his early days on an Arkansas cotton farm to his rise to fame with Sun Records in Memphis, where he recorded alongside Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Carl Perkins. Johnny Cash had quite the life. So um, basically what we're going to do here, we're just going to give our thoughts, um, and then we'll go into... Well, this movie's been out for 15 years. We can go into spoilers. Um, I gave it uh, an 85 out of 100. Uh, I thought this film was really good, really well done. Um, I really like uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance. He kills it as Johnny Cash. Uh, Reese Witherspoon does a great job. And James, James Mangold's directing is is so well done. I'm so happy he's 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 really, you know, gotten a lot a lot bigger with films like Ford vs. Ferrari and Logan and now and also with um, Walk the Line. So I really like what this film uh, had to offer. Um I texted Ben a couple things, asking him questions to see if some of the stuff was, uh, you know, accurate, a little uh, historically inaccurate in some parts. Um, but overall, I still really dug the film. So I'm, I'm giving it an 85 out of 100. One thing that was really cool they did that they, uh, they made Jerry, even though he wasn't in it very long, they kind of made Jerry Lee Lewis kind of creepy, which that dude's freaking insane. He, there is strong evidence that that dude murdered his first and third wife. And he, there's a country song about it. And he never got caught for it. There first is, and third. 
Yeah, look, look up Jerry Lee, Jerry Lee by Josh Morningstar. It's it's crazy. I think it was something like he was the only one there. There was all this blood, and I think his DNA. I, I just don't know how he didn't get charged, but yeah, that yeah, was. He seemed like a scumbag in the film. He married his cousin. He married his first yeah. cousin. That that is really weird. So Sam, what, what, what are your, you guys giving it? What's your, what's your guys' show? So um, I gave uh, Walk the Line a 91 out of 100. Um, I think this is one of the best uh, musical biopics uh, you could you can make, really. I, I agree, Nolan, that, you know, I think this was uh, James Magel's kind of like coming out party, um, so to speak. This was the movie that really got him on the map. Um, he was able to make movies after that, like 310 to Yuma. Um, then he was able to get like the Wolverine, which is very underrated, gets way too much hate. Um, Wait, obviously, you directed the, Wol- the Wolverine, really? Yeah, yeah. Did you say he did Joker? I No, no that's Todd no. Phillips. Uh, he did, uh, obviously, Logan and Ford B. Ferrari, like you said. Oh, my um, God, he did direct the Wolverine. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Looking back, I didn't. I I liked it at first. I don't really like it that much anymore. Yeah, I mean, like I I just think he's such a underrated uh, filmmaker, especially you know when you always when we always talk about like top five directors or our favorite directors, he hardly ever comes up. But he just I feel like he consistently gives uh, audiences. Uh, like competently uh, well-made movies. And uh, this is another one. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, I think, probably should have won uh, the Oscar uh, for this movie. Um, I don't think it was his best performance. I, I would probably put this no. number two behind The Master. Yeah, The Master is um, his best performance. Yeah, I, I do think he was better in this, though, than in Joker which might be a hot take, but uh, like just like the mannerisms he was able to pull off, like he, he just was giant cash, I feel like. And, you know, his voice was pretty darn similar to like he was able to to sing all the songs with Reese Witherspoon, who is also really good in the movie. Um, she actually won the Oscar um, uh, for the movie. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a such a good story um and i i think it's it's really just you know it, it everything's at like the top of of uh their game and uh robert patrick is in it and he plays uh giant cash's father and he just plays such a good dick like yeah. <laughs> like he, Dude, he, he he does yeah i that that was probably the the biggest problem for me um i well i think he did do a pretty good good job at it i thought it was like like within a scene him and johnny were like all like patched up and close together again which which was like the last scene and i just kind of thought that that was like i wish they would have kind of gone into that a little more because it just felt like that plot line was so distant throughout the film so that was my only like that and just a few historic inaccuracies which i didn't really i i just I felt they were a little unneeded. They they were just there to add dramatization, which I wasn't hundred yeah. percent there for. So that's there was also thing. like some moments in the movie where, like they they show stuff, and you know I bet like a lot of it was true, but it made it hard unless you're at, you actually like Giant Cash's music. Like if this was like just a regular movie, it'd be really hard to root for that guy. Cause he's kind oh, of, definitely. you know, you know, an asshole. And yeah. so, and, you know, Ben, I know you and I were talking about uh, like his daughter, one of his daughters saw the movie and she did not like how they portrayed uh, him and uh, the first, the first wife. Uh, that wasn't very accurate. I mean, of course they got divorced and everything, but she wasn't as mean and uptight as they Traitor, supposedly i don't i don't know but that's what they're they're like when johnny cash had a kid with her that's what their kid said that this was like kind of they're stretching the truth and stuff like that especially when she's like my rule is you don't get to talk about the tour when when you come home you talk about normal things like mm-hmm. so yeah 
But it, I, did Johnny like to talk about the tour or something? Oh, I, I'd imagine so. I mean, he could do cool things like that. But I, 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 what I think was great is that. Yeah, what do, what do you give it, Ben? Do you have a rating that you would give it? Probably like pretty close to Sam's, like 92, 93. I really, I really like the movie. I don't know uh, that much about like the art of film. I just like it there. Paying homage to my boy. Um, <laughs> uh, I like that. I know that Reese Witherspoon and Joaquin Phoenix actually hate each other. So that's really good because June and June Carter and Johnny Cash used to argue like crazy. Even when they were married, they argued a ton. But I wish it would have kind of went in deeper to uh, later in his life. I, I think it'd make it like a second one, especially if you're about like the Highwayman or his last couple albums are super eerie because it's just like they're all about like dark things and death and then he died shortly after. So I feel like his life as a whole was very, very interesting. And even they didn't even really touch on the Johnny Cash show, which was very famous for years. But um, his early life is probably what people want to know the most about. And I get that, but there's so much to that man. He's very, very unique and he's definitely his own person. So I, I was, I'm hoping someone would, would do a second one and maybe talk about those things. Well, James Mangold is your guy because he's, I feel like he is someone that this, this, there's like certain biopics I feel that would be like perfect for his wheelhouse. He's very good at like with this film, he's very good at showing you like uh, the deep South and just like the country music in general and, and just kind of how it can really, you know, get you to want to listen to that. Cause after I finished this film, I was looking at Johnny Cash records and vinyls to buy because, you know, I, I, I do really like his music. Mm -hmm. I told Sam, I don't know if you caught this after he got kicked out of the house, I think, or get nowhere to go. I can't remember what happened exactly, but uh, he's staying with Waylon Jennings in the movie. You know, yeah. Waylon's that's Waylon's son. That's Shooter Jennings. He's a country artist. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, Shooter Jennings really awesome. Yeah. So that was cool that they had him play. And he looks, he looks pretty similar to Waylon, but yeah. And then one thing I, that's really cool. I wish that, you know how he plays at Folsom at the end? Yeah. I wish, I think it would have been kind of cool if they would have uh, would have had it at San Quentin because uh, Merle Haggard, who's one of the most famous country singers, was a prisoner at San Quentin when Cash came. And kind of like, that'd be cool to try and like a little Easter egg or something like that. Yeah. Merle Haggard would be very cool. Yeah, they could have easily put that in a scene. Was that after uh, Folsom Prison? Um, San Quentin? I, I couldn't tell you the exact dates there. I think they were very close, but yeah, they were not, they were, they didn't care that much that he was going to go do a, a prison record. They just, or not a record, a prison show, but they were very against it being a live album. They did not want that. I, I don't oh, know. At the prison. Yeah, they didn't. And so they, and then it, it's true when they're like, uh, when he comes up to him, he's like, Mr. Cash, can you please quit playing songs that remind the inmates that they're in prison? And he's like, what, do you think they forgot? He, when he played Folsom Prison, I think it was, it was at San Quentin, he played Folsom Prison. It was his last song. I have it on vinyl. And he doesn't get through the whole song because he has to run off stage because they, they're, they get pissed at him. So he, the play, they were about to riot. The, he got the, 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 the warden got pissed at Johnny Cash? Yeah, and like, ran them off stage and because the prisoners were about to freaking riot they were so pumped oh that's awesome that's awesome what, yeah, what my, vinyl is that then johnny cash live at san quentin prison oh well that's self-explanatory all right yeah yeah Go my, ahead, my favorite scene of the movie is the uh Folsom prison scene uh it's it's so cool and uh yeah i mean like that's one of my uh favorite albums is just like the the live music like it i don't know it just made him i feel like you know in, and in the movie it's got it's like kind of like you know finally johnny cash like finding his finding his niche uh, uh, almost you know and uh i i just think it's such a great scene and uh you know seeing you know just how much uh you know his 
arrival and him playing music like means to those prisoners you know even though they're criminals he doesn't care he just wants to entertain and i just think that's awesome i think yeah i like how he's listening to his fans and he just wants to he, he he'll do anything to try and please his fans you know sorry go ahead ben i think the coolest scene is when he's auditioning oh yeah yeah i love love that that guy he's like if you just got hit by a truck and you're laying in the street and you have time to sing one more song is that the song you're really gonna sing that's probably the best line in the film and it's true he wrote that wrote the Folsom prison when he was in air the air force he they put on a documentary for him called like behind the gates of Folsom and he just strummed the guitar and wrote that wrote that song and I, I don't know if that scene where he plays it for the for at the audition I don't know if that's true or not but that that even if that was Hollywood I still think that's that was a really really cool scene that was I don't know just hearing him play full so many sounds real almost pissed off at the guy it was didn't like his music at first just it was great yeah I I would agree I so I'm giving this 85 Sam you're what 91 yeah ben you're at 92 92 93 somewhere in there 92 93 somewhere in there all right well i'll pencil you down for 92 all right any do you guys have any more thoughts um no sam tell him tell him the story when joaquin phoenix and johnny cash when oh yeah so uh (laughs) i guess when joaquin phoenix met johnny cash uh Johnny Cash said uh, that he really enjoyed uh, him in, in Gladiator, especially the scene where he tells Russell Crowe that, like, he, like, killed, you know, his wife and his and his son. And he's like, yeah, I, I loved it when uh, when, you, when you were doing that. And I, I don't know, that, that just sounds so Johnny Cash. Yeah, that is pretty, like, odd and different. I don't know why that's, like, the first thing that comes to your mind. Yeah, well, I mean, it it is a pretty like, pretty like famous scene. That like, well, that whole movie is very famous, and as it yeah. should be, it's one of one of my favorite movies for sure. Uh, but yeah, that that that's one way to uh, to break the ice, I guess. Uh, when you yeah. uh, when you meet somebody, is to say that I I really wonder what Joaquin Phoenix is. Uh, a reaction uh to that was oh, i bet he was taken back and was wondering like really that that scene is i don't know that was that's that's pretty funny though and that was the movie also that got uh james mangled like that convinced him that uh he wanted joaquin phoenix to play johnny cash oh really yeah yeah I mean, well he does a great job in it I don't know he's really good in that I don't know if you talked about it on here, but Amazon's in the early stages of making a Merle Haggard biopic. Yeah, you were uh, telling me about that. You're pretty excited for that. Yeah, Merle Haggard lives lives pretty interesting life, just like uh, Johnny Cash. I mean, you heard the song "Mama Tried," where he said, "Turning 21 in prison, doing life without parole." It, he didn't. He, he did actually turn 21 in prison. I think you booked on bur- burglary or something like that he's just with a crazy crazy life but him and him and johnny cash became friends uh, down the line when he became a country artist and he he sings some good old classic country music as well hmm. yeah we will probably give that a watch and probably review it too and something that needs to be redone is the Hank Williams senior biopic because that one sucks. oh yeah what That's is that good. uh i saw the light yeah, Tom Hiddleston. It could be such an interesting movie because he was—he's a badass. He's the first guy that started making real honky tonk music. He—he he was awesome. Wait, wait, explain what honky tonk is. Honky tonk, honky tonk is a bar that plays live country music, and a honky so it's—it's it's very upbeat and fun. And Hank Williams Sr.—they called him the Hillbilly Shakespeare. That was his nickname back in the day, and. Uh, he, he was just like basically started he started just playing in bars i think in texas i think I, I could be wrong on there and he was he just got really popular back in like the 40s or 50s and uh, his son hank williams jr 
and uh, Hank Hank the Third is his grandson, a country music singer. So yeah, they're it, that that needs to be redone because he Hank Senior lived a crazy life and died in the back of a cab on New Year's Eve. Holy cow! Jesus Christ! I I heard I heard that he either died from alcohol or drug over drug overdose, or he. I also heard the cab had something wrong with the exhaust pipe, and it flooded with CO two, and he just suffocated back there. Jeez! Yeah, that dude lived a hell of a life. He was crazy. These country artists have the coolest personalities. You think these rappers today lived a crazy life? No. No, these, these watch his, if you bad. watch this movie, Johnny Cash is popping pills probably just as much as these rappers are, if not yeah, more. Johnny, Johnny Paycheck got so high, uh, went into a bar one time and shot a dude's hat off with a gun. Who did this? Johnny Paycheck. Who's that? He's an old country singer. He's crazy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, well, Johnny Cash and Waylon, they used to do so much cocaine together. Those dudes were bad news together but they put out damn good music yeah i I, well, I was looking at that live at sam quentin vinyl right now ben and uh i'm looking to i might buy it right now there's one on ebay for like 10 bucks yeah it, um, it's it's good and it's pretty cool knowing that merle haggard was there so i pretty ooh. much inspired another country music great ooh the record looks a little torn up might have to go up in price a little bit but yeah i i will i will definitely be looking into that so that's our review of of walk the line um since ben's on we uh and we're talking about music today we were we going to give our top three uh favorite biopic films um so ben will be going first then sam then me uh ben i don't know if you made it <laughs> it, it looks like you didn't make a top three uh based on your reaction to that so how about I go first while you make? No, I got, you it, I got it. I got okay, it. well, you just go, just go number three at first, and then we'll all go around. You don't have to give one through three right away. Just go with number three. Number three. Sam, Sam already was bagging on it, but I, I, I did like Bohemian Rhapsody. Let's ah. see what you guys see. I like the music. The, the well, yeah, the, the music's, the music's obviously fun. great. Like the editing in that film is terrible, and. I mean, there were better acting performances that year that deserved it. Like the one of the kid from the Naked Brothers Band film that was in Hereditary probably deserved the Oscar over. Oh uh, yeah, Alex, Rami Malek. Is it Alex Wolf? I think so. Yeah, I think it's Alex Wolf. Yeah, he's so, incredible. And then yeah, Bo- Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, the, it's the not bad. I like. Real, I, I don't think it's terrible, a bad movie, but the director's a real piece of shit. I do like the scene in, in uh, Straight Outta Compton when Easy E's trying to do Boys in the Hood and he's like stuttering in the in the studio and then he finally like gets it and it's just that sounds cool. I like that scene. That movie that movie drags on a little bit. Yeah, towards the end, it's almost like three hours. Yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah, so. Straight, straight Outta Compton's my number three. Um, it is really. Yeah, Walk two and a half. Yeah, mm, it is. I looked, I looked up the runtime. It's like two hours and thirty three minutes. I want to say. Oh wow, that is pretty long. Yeah, a long movie. yeah. Straight Outta Compton's my number. My number three. Um, I just really enjoyed that movie. Um, and yeah, I mean, probably my only problem with it was it did drag on a little bit, like Ben said. But otherwise, I thought it was really uh, well made and uh, well acted. Yeah, I'm sticking with rap too. Mine's Eight Mile. Well, it's not really a biopic. It sort of is about Eminem. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Now Eminem's music now is kind of trash, but uh, he used to make put out some really good uh, music, and that that film was really well done and probably got his most famous song out of it too. So for me, I got Eight Mile. Do you think you're gonna see a biopic from anyone? down the line that's famous right now like a post malone or something like that oh yeah probably probably beyonce Uh, yeah um probably beyonce would be one if i had to guess six nine takashi six nine would be another one yeah no i'm completely joking well i would i don't 
That dude's freaking in It would probably be a documentary. Or you could get one about 21 Savage, him getting deported and all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could, I guess you could do one about Takashi 69 like basically going to prison, snitching on everyone, getting out, and then dropping a song dissing everyone. But I don't yeah. know much about the rap game, so I, I can't really talk. All right, Ben, what's your number two? Probably Eight Mile, but I know it's going to switch to probably the Merle Haggard one whenever that drops. I love Merle Haggard, but that, I like Eight Mile. I watched that when I was like in sixth grade. Uh, the end scene is pretty cool. Not, I don't think it's the end scene, but when the end rap battle, when he goes off, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's dope as hell. Yeah, yeah my number two is uh, Rocket Man. Um, I, I think it's it's really well done, but more importantly, I think Taron Edgerton deserved a uh, Oscar nomination uh, in that movie. Yes, he did. I thought he was so good. Um, I think part of the reason why he didn't get nominated, though, was it came out like didn't it come out in like March or something like that? It, it came out in May. Yeah, like that's a weird month. Like, you know, to I, I feel like if that had been pushed back to like October, which I'm pretty sure Bohemian Rhapsody came out in either October or November when that mm-hmm. came out. And I think if it had come out then, it would have received more praise because he was getting a lot of praise, but obviously. You know, last year's competition was stiff, but I still think he deserved a nomination for sure. And yeah, last uh, year's competition I, was insane. I also thought, like, just like the way they went about like telling his story, it it was different and unique. And I, I, I don't know, I just really liked it. And I'm not even like, you know, the biggest Elton John fan. I just thought that the the storytelling aspect was just different, and uh, I really liked it. Yeah, that's that's why that that's why it's probably it, it's it's on my list still. But you'll figure it out where it's at right after this one. Uh, number number two for me is is walk the line. Um, basically, what we just reviewed. So, what more can I say about it? So, walk the line is definitely mine. What about you, Ben? For number one, it's your favorite walk, biopic? Walk, walk the line. Walk the line. Yeah, that's the same, that's the same with me. Same with you. All right, number one for me is then is Rocket Man. Then, basically, Sam, I had already said what everything that I want to say. It's so well done. It's a different take on a biopic. It's nothing like um, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is you know by the numbers biopic. Didn't really add anything to it. Rocket Man risked something, tried to make it different, and it worked. Yeah, and I really yeah. liked it. And that like that's the thing that I think. Uh, also may makes me like I walk the line uh so much more uh like even though it's pretty basic and like in, in terms of like if you think of music biopics they kind of follow the same narrative uh every time but like just the execution of it um and you know obviously the acting just makes it I think top tier yeah I you guys are making short films and stuff sometimes. Make one about my boy, Charlie Rocket. The dude was a street performer all over the world. That was, are you serious? Yeah. Awesome. He, he was playing on the subways and stuff like that. And he, like when he was like 13 or something like that, he'd been playing on the streets and he finally made it big. And he's got all these different influences. He's got the craziest life. Two-time felon. His brother's in um, jail for so long because he was in this, like, I was, like, money laundering or something like that. It was, like, a couple million dollars. And this dude, now he's on parole for marijuana charge. But I was I was listening to him uh, last night, man. Yeah. yeah he's, he's pretty good. He's, a, he's awesome. Supposed to have him on my podcast soon, uh, scheduling conflict, but we'll get that resolved and have him on, you know, about his crazy life. Yeah, we'll shout you out. We'll send our followers over to to give it a listen. I mean, that could that could that could be something. He's got a crazy life. <laughs> you guys wanted to make your own biopic. <laughs> I tell you yeah, what, we, you might, got, we might have to do that, Sam. You spend yeah. money if you guys are wanting to make it look good. You're gonna have to spend a lot of money 
on fashion for Charlie the Charlie Crockett's character. That dude is always yeah. Good. His Instagram is sweet. He's got yeah. he's got good fashion. I respect yeah. it. He's cool. His music videos are awesome. Yeah, the, uh, it's got like the uh, every one of them's got that uh, font like you see at the beginning of Hateful Eight almost. That mm-hmm. old oh. it's really cool. And then awesome. it, really good like HD music videos. He's he's awesome. Yeah, that is cool. All right. Uh, do you guys have any, any other thoughts at all? Johnny follow Cash thoughts for country? Follow us on Twitter, outlaw underscore podcast. And then we, we recently just started an Instagram. And we're also on YouTube at the uh, at out, the Outlaw Country Podcast. And our Instagram is outlaw underscore country underscore podcast. We're on every all podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Look us up. We've been having lots of guests on. And you like yeah, when you guys have when you guys have Sturgill on, you better have me on for that. Yeah, he's coming out with a new bluegrass album here pretty soon. Yeah, did you hear his little uh, Instagram story? He released yeah, a little bit of it. That wonder, is as bluegrass as it gets. I wonder if he's he took a hit on sales or something with that rock album like honestly because a lot of his fans are our country I'm yeah wondering. yeah I, I, he's posted a lot of people have been in his dm saying how bad it was and i'm i'm like it it, it it wasn't meant to be a country album which is why i really like it so much but i like sturgill's country as well so whenever yeah. you have sturgill on chris stapleton eric church have us on yeah that's all our newest episode of our podcast, we reviewed Coulter Wall's album. And for you movie fans, uh, you've heard Coulter Wall's music in Hell or High Water when they're in the casino. They play Sleeping on the Blacktop by Coulter Wall. So if you're a fan of that, he sounds a hell of a lot like Johnny Cash. So check out that episode for us, the Outlaw Country Podcast. All right, guys, you heard him. Check it out. And until but next time. Only oh. check us out. Only check us out before you listen to the Inglorious Podcasters. Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. All right, boys. Um, until next time, Ben, thanks for coming on. It was a blast. Hope you had fun. Week maybe, maybe we'll do another one and we can talk about Sturgill's Netflix show or whatever. That. Oh, my God. Yes, we should do that 100%. All right. Merle oh, Haggard. my God. I'm really in, interested in that now. Merle Haggard biopic. Whenever that drops, I'll I'll do it. Yeah, we'll we'll keep you. We'll keep in, our our people will contact your people. We'll get this. We'll get this all scheduled yeah, and ready to go. You got Cole's information. <laughs> yeah, obviously hit up Cole and see if you're available to hop on our podcast. Yeah, he's, my, right. co- he's my coffee boy. Yeah, <laughs> he's my juice all juice right. box boy. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, boys. Well, thanks so much for coming on. You guys, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next time with our review of Tenant. So definitely be on the lookout for that because we'll be turning around and doing that right away. So until next yeah. time, guys, see ya. See ya.